You're welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. came into town. God bless you. Today, how long are you staying? Just today, you came to church. God bless you. Hallelujah. While he was in Port Harcourt, in his youth service, he was in the choir. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you ready for tonight? Alright, we are going to be talking about maximizing impact. Amen. And uh, it is important for us to know that there are terminologies that we share with the world, but they might not have the same meaning. The world uses the word love. The Bible uses the word love. But the love the world is talking about is not the love the Bible is talking about. Hallelujah. There is a God kind of love. And there is the love, Casablanca love. So the love of God is different from Casablanca love. You agree? Casablanca love is a heartbreaking love. While the love of God is a heart-mending love. So, we might share the same terminology, love, love, but it doesn't mean the same thing. But, so when we talk about impact, the world uses the term impact. A business can make impact. A government can make impact. But we're talking about eternal impacts. And what we mean for the impact to be eternal, we're saying that it has value. Amen. Beyond time. Amen. The, the impact has value that transcends time. There are things that people have done in this world. It impacted lives, but it ends here in this world. It ends here. It will not go beyond when time ceases. So here, God wants you to make eternal impact. Listen to me. Your body might be mortal, but your spirit is immortal. Are you listening to me? It means the spirit lives on and on and on. So you have to think beyond mortality. You have to think beyond the world that we live in. We are not ordinary beings. We carry the life of God in our spirits. We carry the life of God in our spirits. So it means that God has enabled us 
to make the kind of impact that only God can make. Amen. I was sharing on Sunday. I said, when we're talking about impact and eternal impact, we're talking beyond leaving a legacy. Leaving a legacy is the best that humanity can, humanity can do. I gave you a definition of impact. I should remind you. Impact is the transformational contact you make with people. Hallelujah. Are we together? And we establish that you cannot eternally impact lives beyond the influence of the word and the spirits in you. Amen. Or upon you, as the case might be. Everyone under the sound of my voice will make eternal impacts. You will leave a mark that cannot be erased. Amen. Are we together? Yeah. Have you not read? To make you understand that God has eternal impact in mind. The scripture tells you in Romans 11 29. It says for the gifts and calling of God, they are without repentance. It means that God doesn't give to take it back. Because he wants the impact to be eternal. If the gifts and calling are irrevocable, they are never changing, never rescinded. It means that that call that mandate of God upon your life, it will never end. Amen. Amen. I tell people all the time, if you don't have a sense of assignments, you know what it means to have a sense of assignments? Someone that is living for something. Glory to God. You can never really make eternal impact. Are we together? That sense of assignments... Rather than walking upon the earth like someone that is an accidental creature. No. You are a creature of purpose. I always quote that scripture in Jeremiah 1.5. Where God was speaking to Jeremiah. He said, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I ordained thee. I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Now, most of the time, when people read that scripture, they read it and apply it only to Jeremiah. But it was a picture of God's pattern. Hallelujah. It is a picture of God's pattern for all humanity. It was not a Jeremiah thing. The only thing that is specific to Jeremiah there is that he was a prophet to the nations. You might not be a prophet to the nations, but the same thing. Before you were formed in the belly, he knew you. How many of you agree? How many of you agree? Before he formed you in the belly, he knew you. Before he formed you in the belly, he knew you. That means he knew you before conception. Amen. Listen, you existed before conception. Amen. It's trying to make you understand that you came from the eternal realms. A physical reaction had to take place for the eternal to release you. Amen. But you came from somewhere. So before you were formed in the belly, he knew thee. Then the scripture says, before you came forth out of the womb, before you came out of the womb. That means in the womb, a ceremony took place. Amen. 
While you were in the womb, he sanctified, set you apart. That's the word sanctified. To set you apart, then what did he do? Ordain. Say, I'm ordained. Say, I'm ordained. You may not be ordained to be a pastor, but there is an ordination upon your life. Amen. And this call for maximizing impact is giving full expression to the ordination upon your life. Give it full expression. Hallelujah. Say, there is an ordination upon my life. Say it again, there is an ordination upon my life. Ordain is a strong word. Ordain means a divine appointment. That means that something has been spoken into your life. And there is a path that has been ordained for you. So you come out and fulfill it. Am I communicating? So, before you came out of the womb, He set you apart and ordained you. Now, that's why when we are born, and then we come to the place of salvation where we are born again. We are born again so that we will know what we were ordained for. We don't wake up and decide our call. We wake up to the realization of what it really is. So we discover it. Then you say, I, I found out. Hallelujah. You know what happens? You start living with a sense of assignment. Amen. Are we together? You start talking with that sense of assignment. That sense of assignment. You are someone on a mission. Hallelujah. Every day now counts. Then the prayer is fulfilled. Lord, teach us to number our days. That we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. He says the number of your days you will fulfill. That means there's an assignment that's unfolding. Amen. Am I communicating? Alright? So, understand that. You are a creature of purpose. Hallelujah. You are not an accident. You are not an accident. You are not an accident. I said you are not an accident. I said you are not an accident. If you are listening to me today and you are lost, listen to me. The best way to recalibrate is to recognize the Lordship of Christ. Amen. Anytime you hear God's word, the Bible refers to the word of God as truth. Amen. It also refers to it as light. Meaning that if you are in confusion, once the word of God comes, you can now see. And you will know your way back. Amen. Today, as you are hearing God's word, it is redirecting your steps. Realigning your destiny. Amen. No matter how disorganized it had been. Because you must make maximum impact. As you are sitting down here, understanding will come to you. You begin to see things the way they really are. For those of you that were not here earlier, I was establishing something. One of the roles of a pastor in your life, according to Jeremiah 3.15, he said, and I will give you pastors after my heart. After my heart. That will feed you. Amen. With what? With knowledge and understanding. So, today you are being fed with knowledge and what? Understanding. And I explained that there is a difference between knowledge and understanding. There is a difference between wisdom, knowledge and understanding. Even if they are used interchangeably. As you are living here today, you will live with knowledge. You will live with understanding. And you will live with wisdom. <laughs> if it was all the same, the Bible told us about wis the wisdom of God upon the life of Solomon. Amen. Alright? It talks about that. 
So, there's a difference. And it's important for you to know that. As we stretch, or should I use the word, as we step out to make impact, as we step out to maximize impact, we will need knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Amen? And I stated that knowledge is simply information, facts. A man that has knowledge has information. He has data. He has facts. Knowledge makes you a scholar. Amen. A man with knowledge is a scholar. But it's different from understanding. And I gave an illustration earlier. That there are some facts you have, you don't know what they mean. Amen. Some of you have seen some currencies, like even the Nigerian currency. Alright? There are some things written on it, you don't know what they mean. Some of you can replicate what was written on it, but you don't know what it means. Understanding is the ability to translate meaning out of that fact. Amen. Are we together? To interpret the information, that's understanding. That means you don't just have the information, you know what it means. Amen. That's understanding. Because understanding means interpreting, that you can interpret the information. Understanding makes you a teacher. Knowledge makes you a scholar. But wisdom makes you a practitioner. Hallelujah. Wisdom is the ability to use that information rightly. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. The right use of, of knowledge. In wisdom... You have the ability, ability to apply. There's application. You can apply it. A lot of people know things that they cannot apply. You come to church, you hear a Greek word, lambano didoxa. You will shout. Woo! You've written it in your notes. You've gathered information. You say, well, lambano means to take it, seize it. Doxa means the glory of God. But in your house now, you've not paid house rent. How will this Lambano and Doxa translate to do? <laughs> Hallelujah. Wisdom. will that lambano translate to career, your job, getting a job and changing levels Amen Impact is not an option for the new creation, impact is a must it's not an option, it's a must he said holding forth the word of life alright, he was talking about how we should hold forth the word of life that means we have a role to play. This world that we live in must be influenced by us. 
If not, after salvation, we would have been raptured. Every day we do, you call it altar call. Eh? As you feel, Lord, you receive you. You go. Then who will be here doing the altar call? It makes you understand that heaven or going to heaven is not the ultimate reason for salvation. Amen. Yeah, it's not. Sometimes when we say some of these things, some people say, oh, 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 what are you talking about? That's what the scripture says. Hallelujah. At the end of the day, there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And we will live on the new earth. That's the confusion the Jehovah Witness people have. Amen. <laughs> My wife and I were watching something. And uh, someone, he said something very intelligent. He was he's not someone that we expected or think he's a believer and was arguing with someone. And the person he was arguing with is of the Jehovah Witness faith. The Jehovah Witness is not a believer in Christ Jesus. Amen. It, that's not part of the church. I stand to say it. Amen. Alright, so, sorry if you're offended, but it's the truth. If you are black and I say you are black and you're offended, sorry that you're offended, but you are black. Alright, so, the point here is this. In the arguments, he said, why are you guys coming to disturb, knocking on our door to preach to us? If heaven is already full, why are you still preaching? The guy said, no, 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 he is not full. He said, he said, it's only 144,000 that will enter. Is that not what he said? He said, he says, when did this government start? He said, he said, are you thinking since that time that 144,000 have not already entered? That means heaven is already full. So, I will listen to those that tell me that at least I have space in heaven. Amen. Amen. We are to engage the systems of this world and influence the culture of this world with the culture of Christ in us until Christ comes. So in your space, you must be able to establish the culture of Christ. Hallelujah. In your own space. Very important. Very, very important. How many of you still want to make impact? Eternal impact. As you are listening, knowledge is coming to you. 
As you are listening, understanding is coming to you. As you are listening, wisdom is coming to you. You will live here, you will know the right thing. Wisdom tells you what's next. Are you understanding me? You know what is next. And I said that there's a difference being between being wise in time and being wise in eternal things. There are two different things. There are people that are wise in this life, but they are not wise in the things of the Spirit, eternal things. They are not wise in that. So, they don't know how to get things done by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Are we together? You know, if you see the scriptures, the scriptures gave us illustrations of people that were not wise in eternal things. And also gave us um, explanation or examples of people that were wise in eternal things. You remember the guy called Uzzah? Uzzah. That went to help to carry the ark of God. And he died. Praise God. What was it? That's not, that's not the pattern of God. Amen. He didn't understand that. He didn't understand that. Why was it that Abraham, he was with Lot, but he didn't have the same experience with Lot? On the, in the first occasion, they had strife between their staff. Lot's enterprises and Abraham and Co. They were having conflicts. Abraham and Lot, as CEOs, did not have a problem. Amen. Are you with me? You know how some church members can have problems with another church member, but the pastors don't have problem. <laughs> Amen. Are we together? So Abraham didn't have a problem with Lot. But Lot's headsmen and Abraham's headsmen were in conflict. And Abraham, being wise in eternal things, knew that this thing, this thing that we're enjoying here, offense will stop it. Amen. Are you listening to me? Offense will stop it. Offense will cripple what is happening here. So he decided to arrest the offense. He, he, he had understanding. He was wise in eternal things. So he called Lot and said, ah, We be brethren. Amen. It was pigeon English there. We be brethren. Amen. So, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> amen. So he said, We cannot have any quarrel among us. And what he was trying to establish is, Hey, okay, this is what we're going to do. You choose. If you choose the left, I will go to the right. If you choose the right, I will go to the left. Choose. He was a wise man. By telling him to choose, it means there was a conviction Abraham had. The conviction is that it is me God is with. Amen. Amen. It is me that God is with. Now, what did I expect Lot to do? Some of you, you are in the position of Lot now. 
but don't act like Lot. Break into the wisdom of Abraham. Lot said, <laughs> Master looked at him and said, <laughs> hey, This man, old age, I still worry him. How can he give me that kind of option? You know, he's my uncle. If he says, Go that way, I will just have to go. But now, he now gave me the option to choose. It won't be my fault if I choose. Uh, since you said I should choose, it won't be my fault. Nobody will say, okay. He said, hold on. He met business consultants. And they began to come up with several analyses. And they submitted it and said, listen. <laughs> The market is moving in Abuja. If you move, you will make it. He came to Abraham and said, I've seen the place. When he looked, he looked green. Everything looked like it will work. You have done your calculations. If I put in, you know some of you can calculate. That's why your head is big. You know, <laughs> you can calculate. You understand? I just say, right now, now. if I put in 340,000, uh, in two weeks now, I'll make 460. Then I'll put in the 460 again. Then when I put in the 460, in another three weeks, I'll make five, um, 580. Then, like, ah. So, in my calculations, between now and December, I should have made 1.2 million. 1.2 million. I'll send 200,000. You've said sharing the money. It has not come. I said sharing the money. <laughs> Calculator. Amen. Impact is not a function of calculations. Amen. So he had calculated. And he was sure that it will work. When he made a choice, Abraham let him go. Now, listen to me. Lot, you ask, what was Lot? Lot, if Lot had worked with Abraham, he should know by now that Abraham is a prophet. Amen. That Abraham is a spiritual man. There were two things he would have done. One, sir, where do you want me to go? Amen. Tell me where to go. Let me give you another scenario. Abraham had his servants that lived with him. Amen. He called the servant. He said, I want you to go and get a, a wife for my son. And he took his servant's hand and put it under his thigh. That's the way they made vows. Okay. And then he said, swear to me. Vow to me that you will not take his son, a, a, a wife, from these strangers here. You will go to my father's house. Hallelujah. And get, he said, I will. Then he sent him. You know the story, Genesis 24. He now left. When he got there, he didn't go there and start doing smart guy. He prayed, that God of my master, Abraham, that sent me. Amen. Are you understand what I'm saying? Meaning that he understood the prophetic grace upon Abraham's life. And he depended on it to accomplish the, the mission. Are you listening to me? So, Lot, in all the staying, he stayed with him. He even met him likely before the servant came. Did not have that wisdom. He was not wise in eternal things. Lift your hand and say in the name of Jesus. I pray for myself today. To be wise in eternal things. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say Amen.
Are you listening to me? Then Lot chose the place and went. Do you know that that one trip, he lost his entire family? Do you know that? He lost his wife. I'll count whatever happened to the daughters as lost. Amen. He lost them. One trip. At the end of the day, Lot was kidnapped. Amen. It was still Abraham that came to rescue him. The second scenario that Abraham was having a different experience, Lot was having a different experience. Now they were coming out of Sodom. If you read the previous verse before, or chapter before, God Abraham was praying and interceding for Lot. Actually, he was interceding for Sodom because Lot was in Sodom. Am I communicating? And in his intercession, he was saying, Lord, if there are 50 people in that place, you should not destroy the place. That means he knew that God was going to destroy the place. But God had to go to go and rescue Lot. Why? Because of the prayer of Abraham. Amen. Are you listening to me? Because of the prayer of Abraham. God wanted to destroy a place. Now, Lot did not know. Amen. But Abraham that was not living in a place knew. Am I communicating? Why will you disconnect from such a man? I will follow his shadow. Amen. He was wise in eternal things. The impact of Abraham, you and I are benefiting from it today, is an example of a man that made eternal impacts. That God had to associate Abraham's name with his name. Are you understanding me? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. Are you understanding me? That's God introducing himself. Are you understanding me? As the God of Abraham, Isaac. Are you understanding me? <laughs> Are you understanding me? I met a, a young boy. You know. Um, it, it was in virus actually. So, the first time I met him, I met him. He really left an impression. He's a smart kid. You understand that? Maybe he was four or three. I'm not sure how old he was then. You know, four or thereabout. Very smart guy. So, you know, I just already felt we are friends. Are you understanding me? And um, I won't want to go into the details of what happened, but, you know, wow. Now, the boy's father had never met me. Right? But the boy had met me. And he met me in a way that I cannot forget him. So I always ask about him. Oh, what about this guy? What about him? What about him? You know, that kind of thing. And same with him, you know, as at his age. So I met his father at the airport. I didn't know the father. For him to connect with me, he has to call his son's name. Say, I am so father. So the boy's name is opening doors for him. 
<laughs> Amen. That's a special child. Amen. That, I'm using that to explain that. Where God is saying, I am the God of Abraham. Do you like Abraham's life? It's me that was doing it in his life. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. So Abraham made it an So while Abraham was praying, he looked towards Sodom. And he was praying. But God told Lot to leave Sodom. But he should not look at Sodom. That means that when you are wise in eternal things, God will permit you to see what other people are not permitted to see. Amen. Lot was not permitted to look back at Sodom, but Abraham was looking at it. Are you listening to me? The same God that permitted Abraham allowed him to look at Sodom did not allow Lot. He said, you, you're every, as you are living, don't look back. Don't look back. Say yes. But Lot's wife, you all know the story. Amen. It's not that this is there looking back. Looking back since. Amen. Every time you are following Abraham, you will not be a man on your own. <laughs> Abraham, is he not a man? You, are you not a man? Listen, don't allow somebody put you in a box. Amen. There are some inspirations that people are giving to you. It is not of God. Amen. Are you listening to me? There are some inspirational... Motivational preachers have put some people in trouble. You can do it. If you decide, you can do it. <laughs> then you not decide. You try to do it, you die. <laughs> Amen. You know, they didn't tell us much about Lot's wife. Likely, there was no good lesson. So the only lesson we have of her is what not to be. Amen. Amen. That's impact. Glory to God. Is that the kind of impact you want to make? Will you receive the impact of Lot's wife or the impact of Abraham? Amen. When they want to talk about the vengeance and the anger of God, they will remember you. Then when they want to talk about the love of God, they remember somebody else. Which one do you prefer? Amen. <laughs> See, we call Uzzah's name. Uza, someone that God killed. Amen. We are calling his name. You know, listen. Not for a good example. Hallelujah. For something wrong. For something that we shouldn't be. You know, I want to just say something here before I move forward. I remember I've said this somewhere where I said, God killed a man, Uzzah. And someone said, um, well, 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 you know, God is a loving God. He doesn't kill. He kills. It's only that those that are in covenant with him, he doesn't kill them. But he kills. 
Have you not read Old Testament? Who was sending the Israelites to go and finish the Amalekites? Is it not God? And when he tells they say, see, children, eh? dog, cat, what did dog do? Are you understanding me? It's making you understand. Are you going to say, what did the dog do? He said, everything. To the extent that even Saul when there, his heart was soft. God said, eh, you carry the animal, kill it. <laughs> it's like when he got there and he saw some of the animals, he decided to carry them. So this one, I'll keep it as my pet. <laughs> Amen. See, stop trying to give God a good rep. He doesn't need it. Amen. <laughs> are you hearing me? Some of you are trying to rebrand God. Allow who he revealed as himself and receive it that way. Stop trying to repackage God. Amen. It is those that I covenant with. That same God that loves you so much. When all of this comes to an end, the one that didn't receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, you will see what will happen. Amen. Am I communicating? Hallelujah. This brings me to the issue of people that pray for the enemies to die. Now, in the New Testament, we don't fight our personal enemies. Amen. Because Jesus also died for them. Glory to God. We are in faith for them to receive Christ. Listen to me very well, so don't mix it up. But, anyone that fights the gospel or the church will pray the prayer of Paul. Alexander the coppersmith had done me much evil. May the Lord repay him according to his deeds. That's the prayer of grace. Amen. So don't mix it up. Don't mix it up. Your landlord, you have not paid him rent. You are praying for him to die. He will not die. Pay his rent. But when someone rises up against the gospel, heaven will intervene when the believers pray. If Paul, when the light struck him from heaven, he didn't submit to the Lordship of Christ, after then, he would have died. Are you listening to me? Yeah. He said, Lord. He, he recognized that he's Lord. Amen. He said, Lord. Amen. So, so why do you me? He said, Lord. He referred to him as Lord. I might communicate. I don't even know how we got there. So, but follow me here. Be wise in eternal things. Amen. Be wise in eternal things. Let me just go back to a scripture I mentioned earlier. Second Timothy three. Let's start from fourteen. Amen. Second, not first Timothy. Second Timothy. Um, should I start from here? Just go to fifteen. Let's start from fifteen. Thank you. 
and that from a child that has known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation that wise unto salvation is not talking about being just wise in business no it's talking about wise in eternal things amen and it is the scriptures that make you wise in eternal things if you are reading business books reading motivational books reading career books you'll be wise in the things of this world but you'll not be wise in eternal things amen only scripture can make you wise in eternal things amen did you get that? Now, when it comes to eternal impact, I will just share with you three things. That will help you make impact and maximize impact. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes believers uh, try to mix head knowledge with revelation. There's a difference between a good idea and a God idea. Every good idea is not necessarily a God idea. Do you hear me? There are many good things that people do in this world. They are good. Morally speaking, they are good. I believe what the United Nations is doing is a good thing. Are you listening to me? Striving for peace in the world, for a better world. It's a good thing. Maybe what the government is trying to do for a state or a country might be a good thing. But you must learn to differentiate between a good idea and a God idea. There are two different things. Am I complicated? Now let me ask you a question. If you were in Genesis 11, Genesis 11 is the story of the Tower of Babel. They were not trying to kill anybody. Hello. They were trying to do something that had never been done before. Isn't that what we are trying to do in this generation? Amen. Amen. Where you just want to enter a house and be a big brother and come out with social million. You want to do something. Are you understanding me? You know, you, you know, it's just that it was fame they were looking for. Are you understanding me? Popularity, fame. Let's do something that when people hear it, they'll be amazed. Are you understanding me? Now, what's bad about that? Listen to me. What they were doing in the laws of man, it was not illegal. Amen. Are we together? So it was a good thing. But why did God intervene to stop it? It was not a good idea. Amen. They said, let us build us a city. And a tower. No problem. He said, so that we will, be, we will not be scattered. Once they said, so that we will not be scattered on the earth. 
No, 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 no. God's word to man was replenish the earth, fill up the earth, be scattered all over the earth. That's his plan. Their plan is no, stay in one place. Amen. Are you getting the picture? He didn't have a problem with their city. He didn't have a problem with their tower. He had a problem with the reason, the motive behind it. It was contrary to the agenda of God. So number one, for you to make maximum impact, locate the agenda of God for your location. Say with me, locate the agenda of God for your location. Say again, locate the agenda of God for your location. In every location, there is an agenda of God. In every space you find yourself in, there is an agenda of God. What we mean by the agenda of God is the plan of God. What is on God's heart? There is nothing, you see, so there is nowhere in this world that God does not have a plan for. God is not biting his finger, thinking, hey, what will we do in Potako? Uh, what will we do in what will we do in Potako? Let's have a meeting and decide, no, 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 there's already a plan. Amen. There's already a plan. Before you were born, there was a plan. Before the foundation, there was a plan. Hallelujah. Your job, your responsibility, you, is to locate that plan. Because God starts measuring success when it is his plan if not no matter how grand it is it's not success to god amen it's not success to god adam was in the garden adam perhaps it's not just that he's the first man he He impacted humanity forever. Amen. Negatively. Am I communicating? Do you know the Bible said in Romans 5.12 For by one man sin entered into this world and death came upon all men. Amen. By one man. Then he he mentioned from Romans 5.12 verse 12 down to 21. It was Adam's case. Amen. What was it? Disobedience. Glory to God. The fruit that was in the garden, it was there for a purpose. But Adam did not pursue the agenda of God for that fruit. Amen. Someone asked, okay, if you were going to eat it anyway, <laughs> are you understand me? What was, the, what was the issue? Okay, someone asked the question one time. He said, why would God put something that he doesn't want them to eat inside the place? I said, no. The idea was not that they would eat it at all. There is a time to eat it. Amen. Amen. You say, what time? When Satan and his angels will be judged. Then man, because he didn't know evil, would not have been able to judge evil. God would have allowed him to eat so that he would have knowledge of good and evil. Then he would be able to judge. Amen. Are you listening to me? But that was not the time. That was not the time. So, the point here is that Adam decided 
to pursue another agenda. Are you listening to me? There is an agenda of God for your space. Where you are now, there is an agenda of God. Am I communicating? I don't know what age. What's your age now? But for your age and where you are, there is an agenda of God. If you read the stories of Ezra and Nehemiah in scripture, what, why, why do we even know about them? Why, why were they talked about? It's just that they found out what the agenda of God was and started trying to pursue the agenda of God. Oh, the walls of Jerusalem have to be built. That was the agenda of God. Amen. The city, the temple has to be built. That's the agenda of God. If they didn't line up with the agenda, you would never have heard about them. Amen. Are you, you think, let's see, the Bible, the Bible did not tell us what was happening all over the world. It only had its spotlights on what was happening around the agenda of God. Amen. Are you listening to me? Where God was walking at time, that's where the light was shining. When God decided to commit the oracles to the Jews, the light shone on the Jews. Amen. He said tracing from Abraham. Are you understanding? Because the lineage was going to produce the seed of the woman that would destroy the serpents. Amen. So anybody that lines up with that agenda of God, you will definitely make impact. Hallelujah. Are we together? The book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, is called the Hall of Fame for the heroes of faith. Are you with me? All the names of people that were mentioned had something to do with the Christ to come. Are we together? That's why the names were mentioned. So people's names were not mentioned. Hallelujah. That's why the names were mentioned. Abel's name was mentioned. Hallelujah. And it went down, went down. Abraham's name was mentioned. It had something to do with the Christ. Praise the Lord. You say, well, I don't know. I just came into Port Harcourt. I've been living here for two years. I don't know. I'm just trying to see what will happen. No, no, no. There's an agenda of God in this space. Locate it. Everybody say, locate it. Say again, locate it. We locate it in prayer. Hallelujah. We locate it by staying full of God's word. You know, some, some people say things like, if you are a child of God, God will surely speak to you. Listen to me. God can be speaking to you. You will not hear. You know why you will not hear? Because, see, the human spirit, the human spirit still has to be trained. Amen. Have you not read the Bible says you are dull of hearing? He's not talking about your physical hearing. He's talking about the spirit. Your spirit not being able to understand the things of the spirit. Because your spirit is uneducated. There's what we call spiritual education. Amen. Have you not read the scripture? And he said that for everyone that is unskilled, the right word there is untrained. The right word there is unschooled. 
in the message the doctrine of righteousness is a baby amen are we together that means there's a schooling in the spirit hallelujah so, so you are able to recognize the agenda of God. You work in an office. You work in a government office. Why did God put you there? It's not to be earning fat salary. There is an agenda of God. Why did Daniel look at what happened to the children of Israel? They had several kings coming to arrest them, um, um, overthrow them. Several kings, you know, um, in Bible days, coming to overthrow them. The Midianites came. These people came. Da, 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 up to the Babylonian uh, Empire came. But God had an agenda. Hallelujah. God had an agenda. Then they, they took the boys captive. You know the story. Daniel, brother Shadrach. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and they took all of them to Babylon. Are we together? While they were there, rather than crying, God allow this kind of thing to happen to us. You know that some of you, you are in a space, you are in Babylon, you are crying. Amen. No, you will shine in Babylon. Amen. You will shine in Babylon. You didn't intend to be there. Circumstances brought you into that place. But there's an agenda of God for that place. Read through scriptures. You see, Joseph was in Egypt. He didn't plan to be in Egypt. He didn't wake up in the morning and say, um, or I want to catch a flight to Egypt now. No. They took him by force to Egypt. I don't know where you are now. That's not your plan. You can shine in that place. So Daniel was in Babylon. And suddenly, in that place, he recognized the agenda of God. Hallelujah. Are we together? Oh, they were taking them. The, the country had their own agenda. Are we together? They had their own agenda. What they did was that they took the best minds, the smart guys, and they put them in their best schools to train them for their country. Are you listening to me? That's what they were doing. But in the midst of it, Daniel ensured that the culture of the kingdom he had learned, he brought it to his own space. Amen. He brought it to his space. His focus was God's agenda in this place. He said, no, 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 we cannot eat this. We cannot eat this. If you read through the book of Daniel, when you start getting to chapter 9, he was praying and then he saw that the prophecy of Jeremiah about the 70-year prophecy, it was time for it to be fulfilled. He started praying along. Amen. That means that he located the agenda of God in his location. Lift your right hand and say in the name of Jesus. Open my eyes to locate the agenda of God where I am now. Amen. When we talk about that, it might not not be a grand thing. It might look simple, but yet it's of value to the kingdom. Lined up with the agenda of God. Joseph, the same thing. He was in prison. Prison is not a place where you be concerned about another person. In prison, the most important rule in prison is take care of yourself. Are you understanding me? But here he was concerned about the other man and gentleman. And he's asking a fellow prisoner, Why are you sad? What's your. Why would. What? That's, that means that he. Why? That means he is not sad. Are you understanding me? Why, is, why are you sad? Why, why are you unhappy? 
Glory to God. The prisoner said, I had a dream. Sure, we had a dream. The dream, blah, blah, blah. They told him the story. He didn't say, hmm. Hmm. He took time. Now, let me teach you about how the Jews that interpreted dreams did it. They didn't just start talking. They went to pray. You see it in the practice of Daniel. Amen. In Daniel 2, 28, he said, There is a God in heaven that reveals secrets. He told him, Don't worry. Let me go and pray and come. It's the same pattern Joseph used. That as they told him the dream, he took time to pray about it. Why will you be interceding for another person? Two of you are in prison. Are you understanding me? And these other guys are political prisoners. Amen. That means they might be even taking care of them better. Are we together? That he's concerned about their welfare. We'll come to that. He came back and told them, this is what it means. This is what it means. You know the story. Listen, whether you are a student, in that your school, there's an agenda of God. On that your street, there's an agenda of God. In that office that they employed you, and they, as they employed you, they just say, uh, well, 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 come and be working. Uh, it's not a real employment tool. I just said, but why you just be working? Uh, we'll see what we can do. There's an agenda of God in that place. When you come, recognize it, locate it. Amen. Are we together? Locate it. And then, when you apply yourself to it, glory to God, you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. Glory to God. I see sometimes believers travel from Nigeria, you know, or people relocate. Maybe they go from Port Harcourt and they go to Lagos or Abuja or Calabar. And they get there and they forget. They go there, oh, wow, wow. You know, and just get lost in the place. No, no. Yes, you're looking at me now. You want to go to Canada. See, if Canada does not open, I'll go to Gabon. Anywhere, but I'm going. Listen. When you learn to locate the agenda of God, there is no place you want to enter you see, some people don't understand something. God wants us to trust Him. You agree? He also wants to trust you. You didn't hear me well. He also wants to trust you. Glory to God. That's why the Bible said, Now I know Abraham. Is it I didn't know him before? No. He said, Now I know. When He told Abraham, Take your son, your only son, and then Abraham went. He said, After I said, Hey, now I know Abraham. Are we together? God wants to trust you. Some of you have not understood that if you locate the agenda of God for where you are now, there is no other place that will not open for you. Because God knows that anywhere you go, you will pursue His agenda. There are some of you, the reason why you are close to God is because you are in Nigeria. You will never leave Nigeria. You will never leave Nigeria because God is more interested in your destiny and your salvation than America. 
as you enter the visa office, you might just say, why, why did you apply? I don't think it should be applied. <laughs> it's not your village people, it's God. Amen. <laughs> you know, as some people are sitting there looking at me, if, you, if, you, if we begin to do head count of food, I'll try to escape, but it did not work. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. If we start doing head count, sincerely say, okay, if you have tried to escape, the reason you are here that it did not work, that's why you're even in this service. <laughs> You'll be amazed. So, which country did you apply to? I started from America. I went to Canada. Then UK. Then I started trying the other Western countries. Then I went to Eastern Europe. Then I went to Japan. I tried China. Now I'm applying for South Africa. Amen. Listen, learn this today. Today, make up your mind to locate the agenda of God in this space. I said something earlier when we started the first session. I said, stop living. You know, some of you, what you live for is money. What you live for is food. What you live for is clothes. What you live for, okay, there are some, some other people, some ladies, what they live for is man. Are you understanding me? And vice versa. Are you understanding me? Listen, that's a toiling life. You're not yet living. Amen. You're not living. When you remove your eyes from those things, Jesus taught us the principle in Matthew 6. He said that your, the Father knows that you have need of these things. Amen. He said, take no thoughts. What he was saying, he said, don't worry about those things. You say, uh, if I don't worry, how will I get it? You don't understand. The secret is don't worry. Amen. Then he used the illustration. The birds of the air. The flowers of the field. Why is God taking care of him? He has an agenda on the earth. Amen. As long as they are fulfilling the agenda. The only reason why a bed, no bed in the sky will fly, fly, fly. And hunger will make him just fall down and die. No. The only birds that die out of hunger is the one that a human being caught and put in a cage. Are you listening to me? That means God is the one taking care of them. Feeding them. They've been eating since there's still more to eat. No matter the scarcity, they're still eating. Are you understanding what I'm saying? What he's saying is that in the same way, you are of more value than those birds. You are of more value than the flowers of the field. If you apply yourself and line up with the agenda of God, the same way God is servicing the plants, He will service you. Amen. I don't know if I'll be able to get to three. So, locate the agenda. Let me say, locate the agenda. There's an agenda in your location. Amen. Find out what it is. On your street, there's something God wants to do. It could be something so small. Oh, it just came to my heart that I should be praying for people around here. It just came to my heart that I should share the world. It just came to my heart that I should... It could be one small thing. But you'll be amazed at what it does. 
and then you start making transformational contact. That's the impact. You start making transformational contact because you are carrying out the mind of God for that place. Are we together? Now, that's number one. Number two, for you to make maximum impact or maximize your impact, you have to be able to operate the mysteries of the kingdom. I will say the mysteries of the kingdom. Mark 4.11 Mark 4.11 Mark 4.11 I just feel like it just started and then the time is flying. On Sunday is moments of prophecy. <laughs> Are you Mark 4.11? Thank you. It says there, And he said unto them, Jesus was not speaking, Unto you! of the kingdom of God but unto them that are without all these things are done in parables why are you giving the mystery so that you can operate them is that not so you see if the impact you want to make is beyond intellectual impact you need to be able to engage the mysteries of the kingdom let me read one more scripture. Romans 11.25. So just be faster. In Romans 11.25, just want to pick out something there. For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. So it's possible to be ignorant. Lest you should be wise in your own conscience. And when you're ignorant, you'll be wise in your own estimation. Are you understanding me? That you'll be wise in your conscience. That blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be coming. That means that they are ignorant of a mystery and it makes them to be blind. Amen. Listen. In the kingdom that we've been brought into, there are mysteries. Everybody say mysteries. I believe it was Jesus that was speaking in Matthew 16. Um, let's read from verse 17. I think it should be 19, but let's start from 17. Matthew 16. And Jesus answered and said unto them, unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. Simon Barjona. Barjona. Barjona is son of Jonah. Amen. For flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Verse 19 is what I'm looking for. Thank you. Let's read together. I want to go. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Glory to God. Hmm. 
Something is happening already. Say, I'm receiving wisdom. Say again, I'm receiving wisdom. Glory to God. Look at your neighbor like someone that is receiving wisdom. Now, don't be really saying you're receiving wisdom, you're looking straight. Just here. I'm receiving wisdom. And you're not looking wise. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Have you not read scripture? Say, wisdom will cause your face to shine. Amen. That's what the scripture said. Once wisdom enters someone's life, his face will be shining. If his face is not shining, he has not received wisdom. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So why is your face like this? Receive wisdom. <laughs> Hallelujah. Alright. I'll give unto you the keys of the kingdom. Jesus was speaking. I have a teaching on the keys of the kingdom. So I won't be able to go into it deeply. He said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Why is he giving it to him? He didn't say the key to the kingdom. No. The keys of the kingdom is not to enter the kingdom. It's for those that are in the kingdom. Amen. Are you with me? I will give it to you. Now, in the time he was making the statement, nobody knew what the keys were. But all he made them understand is that when you have those keys, you will be able to bind on earth and it will be bound in heaven. Amen. You'll be able to lose on earth and you'll be lost in heaven. Are you understanding me? Those keys will enable you to do that. Listen to me. You will make maximum impact when you know how to bind and lose. When you know how to operate the keys of the kingdom. Amen. Glory to God. Am I communicating? Hmm. There are many, there are several keys. It's important you get clarity here. This one Jesus is talking about, he said he was going to give it. He was having this conversation with Peter, but he was inferring he was going to give it to the church. Amen. The church will have power to bind on earth. And lose on earth. Now, King James Old English makes use the word bind. But I think put up the amplified version so you understand what he meant. He's not talking about the way he says, Satan, I bind you. And we don't speak like that today except lawyers' rights. Okay? So I want you to understand what he was talking about. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, amplified. Whatever you bind, then he explains what it means by bind. Declare to be improper and unlawful. Amen. On earth must be what is already bound in heaven. And whatever you lose, declare lawful on earth must be that what is already loose in heaven. What he's saying is that you have the keys of the kingdom will enable you to validate and invalidate. You can say, I nullify and approve. You can approve and disapprove. Amen. Are we together? Hi. So he's not talking about tying something. Another way to put it is to permit 
and to refuse. Whatsoever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Whatsoever you refuse, you counsel. Amen. Are you with me? Will be counseled in heaven. Now he didn't say, he didn't say if heaven counsels it, you can counsel. No. He said you will if you understand how to use the keys, you can counsel. And heaven will say, agree. Amen. Are you listening to me? He gave it to the church. Now, when he said, if Jesus said he was going to give it, do you agree that he gave it? Because his truth specified, right? So he gave it. Alright. Since this is not my core teaching, I won't be able to go into the details of it. So I just want to bring out something for you there. But, when Jesus died and rose again, he mentioned, the scripture mentioned two other keys that are still with him. That means he didn't give those ones. Amen. Are you ready? I should stop. This is not nursery school. Amen. These keys of the kingdom, he gave it. But there are keys he didn't give. Amen. So, I'll show you two. Revelations 1.18. Revelation 1.18. Look at what Jesus said here. I am he that liveth. Now, remember, this is after he has been... Okay, okay, you saw the statement already tells you. I am he that liveth and was dead. That means after resurrection. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have what? The keys of hell and of death. If you are smart, you will have observed something. The keys of the kingdom operate the heavens and the earth. But hell and death is with Jesus. Amen. Are you listening to me? He said, I have. He didn't say, I gave it. I have present as he's talking. He still has it. He's in his pocket. I have the keys of hell and death. But the keys of the kingdom he gave to you. Amen. But he has the keys of hell and death. Are you with me? One of the keys of hell and death is the key to the bottomless pits. If you read Revelation 9 verse 1 and maybe chapter 20, you will see where an angel is going to appear and then he will be given the key to go and open the bottomless pits so the bad guys can come out. Amen. That means all the witches in your village, they are nailing walk. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. They are apprentices in wickedness. Amen. Are we together? Alright. So, go back. Oh, thank you. See it here. And the fifth angel sounded. And I saw a star fall from everyone today. And to him was given what? The key of the bottomless pit. This key is one of the bunch. We go back to Revelation 1.18. Revelation 1.18. Amen. Go back there. Revelation 1.18 used plural. Keys. Amen. Hell has several compartments. 
there's the torment department of hell that one is empty now that was what was called abraham's bosom sorry um there's abraham's bosom then there's the torment department of hell that part of hell all right when jesus died and was buried he went to hell and rescued everybody from there including abraham amen then there is the bottomless pit and then there is the place called hell fire amen the lake of fire and brimstone amen this bottomless pit is like a prison house where the angels that fell in Genesis 6 are kept. Some of them are kept there. Are other, God has other prison houses, but they are kept there until, and they are kept in chains. Are you understanding me? Uh-huh. So, different from everything, hell and death as a personality will all be cast into the lake of fire. Amen. In case nobody taught you that you are hearing it. Alright. So the keys of hell and death are with Jesus. In that bunch, there's one for the bottomless pit. Amen. Amen. The second key Jesus didn't give is Revelation 3. And maybe that's where I'll stop. Look at verse 7. Revelation 3, 7. Is this helping someone? Say, I'm receiving, I'm receiving. My heart is enlarging. Amen. Amen. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? This thing said he that is holy, he that is true, he that had what? The key of David. There's another key. This one is the master key, is the key of keys. It was prophesied about in Isaiah 22 22. The key of David. It is with Jesus. He didn't give it to the church. That key said, He that opened it and no man shut it. And shut it. If that key locks what you opened, you cannot open it again. <laughs> if it opens what you locked, you cannot lock it again. Amen. It is that key uses to open cities for you. Amen. Open sectors for you. Amen. Are you understanding me? Are you getting me? He opens nations for you. Glory to God. Pray in tongues for a moment. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Spirit of God. Oh, we give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Can you just give me five minutes? Let me just land. The keys of the kingdom that Jesus spoke about in Matthew 16, 19 we find in the book of Acts the early church operating those keys so we know he gave it to them. You'll be amazed that some people think the key is one mystery. Something, somewhere, something. No. 
It's something you've always known, but you didn't know that that's what it was. Hallelujah. The, the keys of the kingdom that the early church used are three. Amen. Number one, the message, the gospel. Hallelujah. Number two, the name of Jesus. Number three, the power of the spirits. He's saying that with these three keys, <laughs> you can undo and do. Amen. Ever say the gospel. Say again the gospel. Why did Jesus say they should preach the gospel? Because the gospel is the key that opens a man's heart. Amen. Are you listening to me? This gospel, this message, this gospel, the message is a key. Some of you, in the territories you are in, there's nothing you are doing to promote the gospel. You are not involved in preaching the gospel. How will you make maximum impact? All your plans, they don't in any way support, strengthen, help, assist the gospel. Your business is even blocking the gospel. It's blocking the gospel and blocking you from the gospel. Amen. Are you listening to me? There are some of you, your, your business is blocking the gospel and blocking you from the gospel. It shouldn't be so. Be very cautious. God is very, very committed to the knowledge of the glory of God covering the earth as the waters cover the sea. Very committed. The Bible talks about how he will prosper the one that favors his righteous cause. Amen. The righteous cause is the gospel. Amen. So the gospel is a key. Is a key to a nation. Is a key to a place. The name of Jesus, for sake of time. The name of Jesus. When Peter met the man and he said, Silver and gold have I known, then he said, Such as I have. In the name of Jesus, I have the name. Amen. Rise up and walk. And you see, throughout. See, the, diff, the thing about the key is that you don't need permission to use it. It has been given to you. You use it at will. Amen. Peter did not say, uh, God, should I heal this man? He decided to refuse the man being crippled on earth. And heaven said, agree. Amen. Are you understanding whatever you permit on earth? He did not permit the man to remain crippled. He didn't ask for permission. That's the key of the kingdom. Amen. The third thing is the power of the spirits. The power of the spirits. The anointing, we call it. The anointing is more of, used more in the Old Testament. But the power of the spirits. One of the reasons why you receive the Holy Ghost 
He said, and you shall receive power. The essence of receiving the Holy Ghost is not for tongues. It's for power. Amen. See, you didn't receive the Holy Ghost so that you will shake. You receive the Holy Ghost so that you have power. Everybody say power. 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 Miracle working ability. Miracle working ability. And if you have received the Holy Ghost, you have received power. But listen, the word, the name, and the power has to be put to work. You have to look for avenues to release it. Amen. To use it. Let your business push the gospel. When the late Archbishop Benzidalsa was still alive, someone said, the guy was wealthy. So they said, someone said, eh, there was a rumor that he, maybe he's pushing cocaine. So he said, no, I'm pushing the gospel. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I push the gospel. Listen to me. Let that your shop push the gospel. Let that your, are you listening to me? Let that your career push the gospel. Let that your barbing salon push the gospel. Push the gospel. Listen to me. This is one secret that many believers miss. They think that the business will do well if they call it Estradai Consulting Firm International. Then they name all the offices one name. This is Grace Grace Corner. This is this is this is uh, Abraham Avenue. This is that's not what makes it prosper. What makes your business prosper? How you connect your business to the supernatural is that it is preaching the gospel. Simple. So you go and look for one deep name in the Bible. Go, 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 go. Then you now come out. <laughs> Beniza. <laughs> and you wonder why the business is not doing well. You are saying, no, 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 no. Jehovah, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Nisi International must do well. Because it's, carrying, it's not carrying any name of God. It's not. <laughs> the Lord had magnified His word above all His names. Amen. The Lord had magnified his word above all his names. That means above every name, his word, his message is superior to any name he had. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Listen. Make up your mind to locate the agenda of God in your location. To operate the mysteries of the kingdom. And number three, are you ready for number three? Which is the last? I cannot promise you we'll deal with it on Sunday. Amen. But if it comes out on Sunday, fine. Number three. Cultivate habits for impact. Hallelujah. There are habits that will enable maximum, maximum impact. And there are habits that will never produce maximum impact. Amen. Cultivate habits. For maximum impact. The number one habit for maximum impact is the devotional habit. Everybody say devotional habit. 
Number one. Number one. That spiritual discipline of setting time aside for God and God alone. Number one habit. Is this helping anybody? If you abandon a devotional habit, you will never maximize your impact. I said earlier, for impact to be sustained, fellowship has to be maintained. That fellowship with God. If you look through the lives of men, like Abraham, the scripture says, he went to stand in the place he used to stand before the Lord. That means he had a devotional habit. Glory to God. Jesus, a great while before day, he separated himself to a solitary place and there prayed. Mark 1.35 A devotional habit. Number two. Habits for maximizing impact. A habit of service. Everybody say service. Some people want to be served. They don't want to serve. Joseph wanted to serve. Amen. He was looking for a way to serve people in the same prison. A habit of service. Be not slothful. Amen. But be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Amen. Romans 12, 11. Be, be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. You must cultivate a habit of service. Whenever, anywhere you are, you're looking for a way to serve the interests of God and to serve people with that interest of God. Amen. If they will not allow you serve as A, serve as B. If they will not allow you serve as B, serve as C. But by all means, serve. Amen. There are some of you that came to this church. He said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a singist, though. <laughs> I'm a singist. <laughs> oh, if I be a singer, I can sing. I'm a singist. Not a singer, singist. <laughs> but they don't want me to enter. The, the music team. <laughs> they don't want me to enter the music. So if they don't allow me to enter, I will not do any other thing. No. If they don't allow you to sing, look for somewhere else and serve. Amen. I used to be a police officer. I can stand on the road. You know Nisha Express. I served there for four years. I want to be in the Austrian unit. They say, sir, join the prayer team. 
because of that you are not serving. Serve. A habit of service. A habit of service. And finally, the third habit. A habit of generosity. Giving. Amen. Amen. A habit of generosity. You have to have that habit to give, to share. Some of you were raised with a collecting habit. Hello. So anytime you enter a space, you just locate those you can collect from. One, two, three, four, five. I'm complete today. <laughs> Amen. A collecting habit. Everywhere you go, you want to collect, you want to take. No. Learn to be the one that's looking for. I said something about value. I said the moment you become an individual that dispenses value, value will come back to you. Hallelujah. I have to stop here. Amen. Glory to God. If we're blessed, just rise on your feet and just talk to God this evening. Maximizing impacts. Talk to God this evening. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Around the world, by the power of the Lord.